This week on the show, our pop culture references, we talk about the movie Turning Red and Fortune Cookies. It is April 2022, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Welcome back, everyone. How are we doing today? We're doing okay. I'm doing well. Are you sure? I am sure. Just got back from a long bike ride, so that was nice. Anyways, I'm your host, Linnea, and I'm joined by my brother. That's me, and my name is Evan. And my my dad, <laughs> Brian. That would be me. Hello, everyone. Okay, so let's start off with our pop culture references. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I saw a cool new trailer this week for a show that's going to be coming out. I'm not sure when, because the details were pretty sparse. Uh, but the show is called This Tape Deck is a Time Machine. Have you either ever heard of it? No. So it's an animated show. Uh, it's all done in a... a like, I, I think it's Unreal. You know that, that gaming engine? Oh, yeah. So they're doing it all in, in Unreal. And it's something about... I'm not quite sure how they're making it. They called it a real-time 3D show, so I I don't know if they're, mm -hmm. like, playing characters. Anyway, it, it's kind of weird. I didn't quite understand it. But anyway, there's a trailer out for it. It looks really cool. <laughs> Wait, what's it called? It's called My Tape Deck is a Time Machine. Uh. And if you watch the trailer, this minute-and-a-half trailer has more story than a lot of half-hour shows I've seen. These kids go into a spooky old house, and... And the, our main protagonist, I guess, finds a like like an old Walkman, right? And he puts a tape into it, and it's like whenever whatever music was on the tape or that time period, he suddenly flashes to that time, and he sees things going on, and and there's this whole story that's told, and there's not even a word, no one speaks a word, but it. This trailer was so cool. So, so I was kind of like Shaun the Sheep. N no, no, Nobody it's not like Shaun the Sheep. Anything. Uh, but yeah, I would I would highly suggest you two to to uh, to go check it out. It's mm -hmm. called. I'm uh, watching think, the trailer. Right oh, now. are you watching it right now? Okay. Without any volume. All right, that that's my news or that's my pop culture thing. Check out this trailer; it looks really cool. My pop culture reference for this week is that the new Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga game came out, and I got it and played it. I was able to finish the first episode. And it was very interesting. It's both a story, but also like an open world game. There's so much like different things that you can do. It's very complex, but also very simple. So when you say the first episode, you mean the movie The Phantom Menace, right? Yes. And you've played through pretty much the entire movie? Yeah. I've played through it all, except there are a few quests I'm not able to finish because I didn't get, I'm not able to get a character. I played the other night for maybe about 20 minutes, and I did the very first opening scene from A New Hope, and that was that was pretty fun. I found the game, it really doesn't tell you what to do that much. At least for me, I, it was sort of, I was wandering around going, okay, what am I supposed to do? It, it certainly didn't lead me by the hand. It tells you where to go. Well, yeah, it shows you where to go, but, but it doesn't necessarily tell you how to get there. Like, there were all kinds of things that I had to do, and I wasn't sure 
So it's I kind of had to poke around and click on things. and That's kind of what the game wants you to do, though. Yeah, I just found it really weird. I guess now that I know that that's what I need to expect, I might poke around a little more and see what other things there are. But like I said, I only played for about 20 minutes, but it was fun. It was kind of neat. Most of the time that I was playing the game, I wasn't actually doing anything story-related. I was just running around as, like, a bounty hunter shooting people. (laughs) It's a very fun game. I I was able to do a bunch of quests and stuff and get a bunch of coins. Do characters power up at all, or are you just a character running around? Um, What do you mean by power up? Well, I mean, like, do you get more powerful or... Like, do you choose abilities, or is it just like Disney the... Infinity or something? Yeah, not really. Not really. Okay. But you, once you like complete quests or something, you can get Kyber bricks, which like just upgrade every character. Oh, okay. Or upgrade a specific type of character. Also, in this game, like Pokemon, there are different like types of character. You have Bounty Hunter, Hero, Villain, Light Side, Dark Side. So many different characters. And extras. Yeah, I look forward to playing a little more. Me too. I guess that leaves you, Linnea. Okay. My pop culture reference is a a murder mystery show that I really like called Only Murders in the Building. The second season comes out on June 28th. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Have you watched the trailer or the teaser? I haven't yet. (laughs) Oh, okay. You should watch the teaser. (laughs) We watched that last year, all of us, and I enjoyed it. How about you? I liked the show. I liked it. We I were, like the two old we guys. We were going to talk about it, but then Evan was like, no, it's for older people. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a family-friendly show. So we can't review it? Yeah. Okay. Maybe me and Dad can just review it on our own. Well, I mean, Evan Evan could review it, too. I think you just mean for an audience, since we're yeah. aiming. We don't know what age our audience is. And yeah. Back to you, Linnea. Okay. Now on to our main topic for the week, which is the movie Turning Red. Turning Red is about an Asian-Canadian girl named May as she struggles between being her mother's perfect, obedient daughter and being a chaotic 13-year-old girl with her friends, while also having the problem of turning into a giant red panda every time she gets too excited about something. The Pixar animated movie was released on March 11th of 2022 and was directed by Domi Shi, whose experience growing up in Toronto is what inspired the movie. This is the first Pixar film to be solely directed by a woman and the second to feature an Asian lead character after Up. Was the movie different from how you thought it'd be from the trailer? Definitely. I think I mentioned that when we first talked about the trailer, how it didn't really reveal much mm-hmm. and it was hard to get a sense of what it would be about. And that I think that's one of the things I like about Pixar movies is that when you see a trailer, it, it piques your interest, but it really doesn't tell you what the story is. And and yeah, I really didn't know what this story was. <laughs> we didn't even really know her friends. We only saw them in like one clip talking about Fortown. Yeah, I don't know what I thought the movie would be, but it was definitely really different from how I thought. Like from the trailer, it didn't really look as good as the movie was. Yeah, I was curious about it. It looked interesting. I knew that it was the same woman who directed Bao, that short, which I really like. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was so a really I, good short. So I knew I was probably going to like it, but just the thought of a movie about a girl becoming a panda and switching back and forth, that was kind of like, eh. <laughs> you know, but yeah, the, the end result, I think, is a lot more interesting than what you might have thought it would be. I remember showing mom that trailer, and she like, <laughs> she was like, oh, I know what this movie is going to be about. It's, and she just like explained to me how it was like <laughs> something about like periods or something. 
I I figured that, but I was like, I don't think that's exactly what this movie is going to be. I think it's because the trailer didn't really reveal any of the more thematic elements. It was just like, yeah, this is just completely about a girl turning into a red panda. Mm. Nothing else is going on. (laughs) Who do you think the movie was for? And how was the target audience for this movie different from other Pixar films? This was for more of like people my age, like 12 or uh, like 11 or 10. I just, I feel like, Young kids would enjoy it, but it's also for, like, teens and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also, is- older audiences would get it, too, since it's, like, based in 2000. Yeah, it's set in the 2000s, so there's lots of references to what life was like in the 2000s. There's a whole lot of Tamagotchis mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, I think I think it could be for any age. I mean, I guess it skews younger, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. Older people are getting mad at the show because it's about, like, a young girl going through puberty and it deals with, like, periods and, like, crushes and, like, fangirling and yeah, stuff. whatever. I, you know, <laughs> it's if, like if you can't imagine yourself being young again, and I don't know, I I get really fed up with, with people who are like that. I mean, mm-hmm. just enjoy it. It's a fun story. I enjoyed it. I'm a 52-year-old guy, and, you know, I it was fun. I liked it. You know what? Girls have to sit through all sorts of movies about boys going through right. puberty. So yeah. you guys should have to sit through girls going through puberty now. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was just fine. I don't understand all the the haters or the people who just... Yeah, uh. <laughs> they just think that this movie is weird because there aren't that many movies with girls going through <laughs> puberty. And also, like, they don't want children finding out that that happens, which is... <laughs> Confusing to say the least. What did you think of the animation style? I really liked it. It was the same as Bao in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. It was like it was a pretty cute, simple animation style. When I watched the trailer, the animation style didn't really jump out at me that much, but after watching the movie, I feel like the more cutesy style kind of like fits the movie really well. And I like all the characters' eyes. Yeah, whenever... Like, they look so, like, anime. Whenever a character gets super happy or sad or something, their eyes get all big and sparkly. It's like Steven Universe. Right, they have yeah. big stars in their eyes when they Yeah, I think that's probably the first time that Pixar has done something like that, right? Yeah, like, very stylistic. Great, yeah, very stylistic. But, but it works, I think, because it helps to get across maybe, like, an internal emotion, maybe. Or it just brings it to the surface, yeah. It's kind of like the Mitchells versus the Machines. Yeah. Like, it's definitely a style that, like, like teenage girls would like. How would you react if you were in school and you suddenly had a friend who turned into a giant red panda? <laughs> um, I'd probably think it's pretty cool. <laughs> I'd want my selfie with them. Yeah. I would be confused. <laughs> which, which, like, friend would you be thinking of here? Hopefully I've... a friend who's not allergic. Yeah. <laughs> I... Depending on the friend, I would have way different reactions. <laughs> like, for some, I would be really surprised. For some, I would just, like, say, uh, huh, I didn't know that could happen. Okay, then. I would try really hard to be that person's friend so that I could, like, hug them when they're a panda. <laughs> she did look very soft, didn't she? Mm-hmm. You're like that one <laughs> race friend. But I don't know. Apparently, she smells really bad. <laughs> yeah, her armpits must smell terrible while she's a red panda. What do you think the movie did really well? I think it 
it encapsulates being a teen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just thinking of stuff that he never thought before. Going through puberty. It's all, like, teenager stuff. Also, being embarrassed. This movie has so many embarrassing moments, and they're perfectly done, which makes it even worse. <laughs> I hate how it's so well done to make feel everybody the embarrassment. For me, I think one thing that it did really well was to show the relationship between the main character. What What is her name? May. May. Between May and her mom. When I was in college, I had a really, really good friend uh, who, who, was a, who was an Asian woman. And she often told me about her relationship with her mom. And it felt so much like what was portrayed in this movie. And so I think that that was very accurate, I think. And I think it was portrayed well. Mm-hmm. I also really like the dad. Yeah, yeah the dad was The fun. dad is probably like my favorite character. He's just going along with everything the mom chill. says. <laughs> I like that he's like really, really good at cooking. He's Yeah, he, there's like a whole like montage at the start of him just being the perfect chef, which is probably like the most realistic scene in the movie. Otherwise, everything is like so cartoonic. But for that scene, everything just looks so realistic. Yeah. It's all beautiful. Made me think of Bao again. It yeah. did. That, yeah, all the food. I like that there was such good representation in the movie. And the friend group felt like really accurate to me. Like it could be like people I hang out with. I ask Lene all the time, which character in that friend group would she be? <laughs> I don't know if there's anyone specifically who I'd be, but just it really does show what it's kind of like to be in friend groups when you're like a middle school age person uh was there anything you didn't like as much Hmm. yeah off the top of my head i'm trying to think of there's lots of people who say that the main kind of plot line is kind of boring where it's just them trying to get into the concert i don't know i didn't really feel like it was boring yeah that that didn't bother me at all like, the first thing that I think of that's bad in the movie is just all the embarrassing moments, but that means they're really well done, Yeah. so I can't say that. So Dad kind of already answered this question, but... Oh, sorry. What, what was the interactions, like, between May and her mom? Yeah, like I said, I, I had a friend, and, and her descriptions of her and her mom's relationship was a lot like this. I like how May and her mom were the exact same as, like, her mom and her and her mom. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of generational. I think when you're a kid, you know, you have your parents and you learn how to parent from them. Or, you know, that's your role model. And then when you grow up, you perpetuate that same kind of thing, right? Yeah. You always try to be better, maybe. Like like if your parent was really bad at one thing, you might overcompensate and try to be better at another thing. But, but yeah, that's one of those things where you just do your best, but, but you know, who do you learn to be a parent from? Your parents. So... So that whole kind of thing about, you know, May being scared of her mom, well, her mom is scared of her mom, you know, mm-hmm. and it just gets passed down and it, you know, it's, when is the cycle going to break or when, you know, when can we come to realize that? And I think to me, one of the most touching scenes in the movie, uh, oh, this is going to go into spoiler territory. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. Um, Spoilers. So I probably shouldn't say. It, it was at the end when, when May. When blank. When May and her mom meet in sort of a different place, I'll say. <laughs> a um, different place. Yeah, because I don't want to spoil it. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, to me, that was one of the most touching scenes in the movie. Yeah. 
that part almost made me cry. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, because I, God, this is so spoilery. I mean, I often think of what it would be like if, if like you two were to meet me when I was a twelve-year-old boy or something. Yeah. Or you know what? What would it be like if I met my dad when he was fifteen and I was fifteen? You know, just that kind of thing. You know, and I've often thought about that, and then to see it in this movie. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It was bringing a tear to my eye. So. Mm-hmm. Because you kind of just think of your parents as being these like huge adult people who are super responsible, and then to think of them as they were like kids at some point, like you, and didn't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. And that's it's kind of interesting to think of that. Yeah. Man, I feel so bad that I like can never cry during movies. <laughs> it's like a weird thing that I have. I barely ever cry during movies. Have I'm you, gonna start bringing an onion down, and I'm just gonna hold you it ever right cried in front of your nose. Any movie ever? Um. I think like once. What movie? I don't know. <laughs> it's probably Air Bud. <laughs> <laughs> Even when I try Air to Bud. cry at the end of movies, most of the time I just fail. <laughs> like I I know this like, oh, this is a sad scene. I'm going to have to try and cry now. And I just literally can't. It's okay. Everyone's different. I have to try to get myself to not cry. <laughs> what did you think of the interactions between May's friend group? I really liked them. I just imagined your friend group, Linnea. <laughs> For some reason. It's just what I think of is your friend group when I think of them. How like, often do you hang out with Linnea's friend group? Yeah, why do you know my friend group so well? <laughs> I just, you know, the first thing that comes to, that came to my mind when I saw Priya was Yosan. Just immediately out of the blue. Oh, there's Yosan. <laughs> Yo, okay. Yeah, I guess you do know someone. Millions friends. I thought it was true to life. Everyone has their own quirks, their own likes, and then you know, and you get little squabbles over things. But are you really mad in the end? Eh, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even though you say you're angry, you're you're still friends. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really accurate how when you're that age, your friend group is just is just everything to you. And sometimes, like parents don't really understand as well. But like friend groups, like really mean a lot to kids when they're young. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I agree. Now, what did you think of the music and the songs? So most of the music and songs were by this boy band group, right? Mm-hmm. Is that okay. Four Town? Four Town. Four Town. And I don't know. Is that giving away? Well, I should. We should probably just put a spoiler warning in front of our when we talk about it. Because it's hard <laughs> to talk Four about. Four Town this. at like the very start of the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, they was, even though they even say Four Town in the trailer. <laughs> oh, do they? Okay. So is Four Town kind of a like a stand-in for BTS? Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like, yeah, just kind of any boy band group of really attractive young people. Yeah, <laughs> and I guess l- in the in the '90s, yeah, there were tons of boy bands. Mm-hmm. At my lunch table at school, we we were using Four Town as a joke. Like every day, we're listening to Four Town at the lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Literally, that's what we do. It's really weird. <laughs> I really like the music in this songs. This is. I was just at some point kind of noticed that the music was really pretty, and so now I listen to it on Spotify. Oh, do you? Okay. I guess I didn't realize. I mean, I mean, I vaguely remember that they sang a few like lines of songs, but I didn't really remember that there were whole songs. I guess there mm-hmm. must be though. Yeah, there's like a whole song montage in the middle of the movie. Okay. Where they, what is it called? Hustle, Hustle and the Panda. 
Making money off that panda. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are your guys' final thoughts and questions? I'll just say final thought. A good movie. I'd, I'd recommend it. I hope, I certainly hope she makes more because I think she has a wonderful aesthetic and a good eye for getting relationships. And yeah, I look forward to more stuff and I'll follow her career, the, the director. I really like this movie. I like the whole theme about it. Like, <laughs> you can be your own person even if everything is pandemonium. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the movie because I, I could relate to it a lot just, like, with my friends and, like, not not so much with the parents being, like, you have to be perfect. Yeah, our, our parents are really <laughs> nice. No, like, oh, yeah, mom you. and dad are like, no, you have to get straight A's and be perfect. That's definitely <laughs> what you're like. <laughs> Yep, you guys are always like that. If I don't get A's, you got to get out the belt. Cracking the whip, yep. But I know that some of my friends probably struggle with that kind of thing, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yosan. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, my like I said, you know, how things are generational. I mean, my parents never bothered me about that, but I got good grades anyway. So, me you know, they too. didn't have to bother. So I have all A's, and you guys never even care. You know, and the thing is, you know, when you're in elementary school and even middle school, like, who really you know your grades I mean it's great that you do so well but it's not like you know me being 52 and I'm not worried about that I got a C in my speech in fourth grade it has nothing to oh do my with my god, life you got now a C? oh my god no oh, I didn't I'm just saying if I had uh, I'm gonna have to tell that to your boss <laughs> oh my gosh dad but yeah it's you know it, it's not that big a deal mm-hmm. you know by the time you get to high school well yeah because then you're working toward college but yeah, I think, you know, set a good example, and I don't know. Anyway, that's my parenting. <laughs> Dad's guide to parenting. Dad's, Dad's guide, guide to, to parenting. parenting. All right, what are your final ratings? I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10. Yeah, I agree. I'll give it 8.5 out of 10. I'll give it an 8.5 out of 10, too. All right. Yeah, you guys can are all so original. <laughs> yep. Well, we, we all want to be like you, Evan. Everyone looks to be like Evan. <laughs> I'm the best. What can I say? Okay, so now it's time for fortune cookies. All right, here's my fortune. Okay. Shoot for the moon. If you miss, you will still be among the stars. Aww. I think I've heard that before, yeah, just I as a that. saying. It feels familiar. Yeah. That was literally a sign in my science class throughout the entirety <laughs> of el- elementary school. Okay. Yeah, that was, we had that sign too. It's literally well, That's amazing because he went to the same the, elementary yeah, school. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> Even if you miss, you land among the stars. Even though that's stupid, because you might, the bullet might just stop in the void of space. Yeah. Plus, the stars are far. It would either burn up in the stars too. Yeah. Who's next? My fortune is what looks like an appealing offer may not be. Ooh. Wow. Wow. I I guess I guess I should watch out. Watch (laughs) out. Don't get scammed, Lanaya. Mine is you excel at pleasing others. Which I guess wait, is wait, wait. Good. Did you say pleasing or policing? Pleasing. Oh, okay. Policing. <laughs> <laughs> you put that tray down. That's Why are so you finishing Evan. the sandwich? That's Ida. That's not me. That's Ida. Yeah, poli- I, I would like a fortune said you're good at policing you're others. You're good at policing others. <laughs> <laughs> policing others is kind of good for this turning red, though. Mm-hmm. Now you can please your parents and be a prodigy. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you for listening to this episode of Lunchbox Reaction. You can find us on the web at lunchboxreaction.net and on Twitter at lunchboxreaction. 
Uh, I'm Linnea. Goodbye. I'm Evan. Goodbye. And I'm Brian. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week at the lunch table.